Welcome back to the Dream Crusher podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with the great Kevin Stratvert, who uh, does a whole bunch of YouTube educational content on, gosh, just about everything on the computer, it seems like. Um, I- I'm pretty sure that if you have used a program on the computer, uh, Kevin probably has a video for it. He has almost 2 million subscribers, uh, which is definitely probably one of the mo- more famous friends I have at the moment. Um, but Kevin, how you doing, man? Hey, Casey, it's, it's fantastic to be here and, uh, really looking forward to this. Yeah, I've, I've got to say you are one of my favorite YouTubers. I, I watch so no. many of your videos. Dude, that is really cool of you. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Well, um, it, it was really neat when you, um, when you reached out cause, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like people on YouTube don't talk to each other as much as they should. You know, and I, I think you came into my live chat or whatever and just said, hey, how's it going? I'm like, wait, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, we, uh, we kind of hit it off, you know. You know, the, the funny thing is I, I watch so many of your videos. And I, I've got to say, like, when you when you watch videos on my channel, over time, I, f- I feel like there's been quite a bit of improvement. And I, I have to give you credit for a lot of that because I feel like I've learned so many things from watching your videos. And then, you know, each time I learn something, I try to implement it in my videos. And, and so I feel like the quality has gone up over time. Um, but it's a type of thing where I, I watch so many of videos of yours and I, like, in a sense, we almost had this parasocial relationship where I'm like, oh, I really feel like I know Casey. And so I, I had to drop in and say hi. And, and so I'm glad we, we uh, started talking and, uh, no, it's been, it's been great to get to know you better. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that. And, and thank you. And thank you for being willing to, you know, have coffee with me and do this podcast and all that stuff. That's, that's pretty neat, man. Yeah. Looking forward um, to it. But yeah, for, for anybody who doesn't, you know, so, so we can give them a little bit more info than what I just said. Like, will you t- tell us a little bit about what kind of content do you make and, and what you're about and a little bit more about you? Yeah, I, I'll go uh, back to the beginning and, and maybe how I even got into YouTube. Okay. And uh, so in a, in a previous life before YouTube, I, I used to work at Microsoft and I was a product manager working at Microsoft and I'd been there for uh, quite some time. And one of, the, one of the neat things about being a product manager is you get to build products. And, and so if you've ever used Word, Excel, or PowerPoint, and you open the app, you see, you see the start page where you have all of your kind of recent documents, or mm-hmm. you can start a new document. So I, I designed that whole experience. And, and so if you've used any of those products, you've used something that I made, uh, which is oh, kind of interesting. fun. And the, the really interesting thing is when you're, when you're designing products, you try to make it as intuitive as possible so people can figure out you know, how to pin a document or how to get back to a document. Um, but anytime you make a change or anytime you design something, you know, you try to design it so most people will go down the path of, you know, what they're trying to do. But mm. undoubtedly what happens is some people will have difficulty with that or some people might not quite find it or maybe it's not quite as intuitive as you thought it was. Sure. Uh, and so what's interesting is so, uh, you know, we'd, we'd go into different studies and we'd show these different designs. And sometimes you're like, okay, well, you know, how would you complete this task? Or how would you say upload a document? And some people just sit there like, well, I have no idea how to do that. Um, and so I, I think that the, what that did for me is um, as intuitive as you think software might be, or, you know, as good as the design is, it might not be optimal for all people. And I, I think uh, software is tough. You know, even a lot of times I go and I use software for the first time and I think DaVinci Resolve, which is kind of what your YouTube channel focuses on, I think that's mm-hmm. the perfect example where 
You know, you want to say remove a green screen in back of you, and you want to get the best possible look on you know the skin tones, and you want to make sure the color is right. And it's like, wow, like how do I do that? I have all these different options. Yeah. Um, so when I was working on product at Microsoft, I, I think the the first realization was like this stuff is hard, and it's not all that clear. And then you have yeah. so many different products that you're using. Uh, and the more products you use, it's like, man, now I have to learn this, or now I have to learn that, and it's it's complex. And so I, I think like one thing that told me as well, like there needs to be educational content that shows how to do this type of stuff. Um, and then kind of building on that, when I worked at Microsoft, um, I also saw the fire hose of feedback that came in from customers. And so you'd you'd have people saying like, oh well, I I wish you know Excel could do this, or I wish PowerPoint could do that. Uh, but then you'd look at PowerPoint, and it's like, oh no, actually that feature is already there. Um, it's it's not that the the feature is not there. It's just that it's not really that clear how to use it. Oh yeah. Um, so I was working on Microsoft. I said, well, this seems like a problem because we have all this functionality, we have all these features, but it just you know people you know they're requesting stuff that already exists. So can we make it clearer? Um, so I, I went to our like our marketing team and our help content team, and I said, hey, is, could you build could you build some content that explains this or shows people how to do this? And you know of course you know you're on the content team and you know you have you know, hundreds of different teams you're supporting and, and you can only make so much content. Sure. Uh, and, and so they said, sure, you know, we'll put it on our list of, you know, videos that we're eventually going to get to. Things. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, you know, and, and then the video ended up not getting made. So I said, well, what if I go off and I, I make a video showing, you know, how to do this in Word or how to do this in Excel? Um, so I, I did, I, I think like one or two different how-to videos on these different topics. Um, and like the thing that surprised me first off is like, you think going to YouTube, you could find anything you want, but it turned out mm. for a lot of these features, there were there were no videos on the topic, and uh, or or maybe there was a video, but the audio quality was really poor yeah, exactly. and the screen recording wasn't that clear. And, and so I said, well, let me let me pull together a video, try to do a really high quality job of explaining how it works, uh, and let's see how that works. Um, so I put a video up, and and this is why oh, I'm still working at Microsoft, and you know, and and it resonated with people, and they said, oh, this is great, thanks for showing me how to do that. Uh, can you also show me how to do this? And I said, oh, okay, that's an interesting interesting idea or that's a that's a good ask. Uh, and so that led to another video. And so then I made another video on another topic that people asked for. Um, and then you start seeing a lot of people are asking for a specific topic and you're like, oh, well, let me make, let me make a video on that. Uh, and all of a sudden I, I got this pipeline going of all these different videos I was making related to Microsoft products. And I even had Microsoft Teams coming to me now and they said, hey, Kevin, can you make a video on this? Like we, we, have, this, we have this new feature we just made. We'd love it if you could you know, put together a video that shows how it works. Uh, and so I had all these teams coming to me now asking to make videos. Uh, and it, it just kind of kept growing and growing and more people started watching. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm definitely more of an introvert when I think of myself, like when I, I remember at Microsoft, sometimes I'd have to go to events where I'd have to speak in front of 200 people. And it's like, oh, wow, you get a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, and here I was looking at it and it's like, you have 5,000 people watching a day. <laughs> and then the numbers kept growing bigger and bigger and you have a bigger and bigger audience. Um, and ultimately what, you know, the, the viewership and the audience kept growing. And I think kind of the inflection point was when the pandemic hit. Mm. Uh, so as soon as the pandemic hit, you know, all of a sudden, the way people did work and the way people learned in school completely changed and transformed. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you had all these, you know, millions of people who had to now, you know, work from home or, mm. you know, take their classes from home. Um, and the demand for this type of content, like before, you know, maybe with some of these software products, you're like, yeah, I'll get to that at some point. But now you're basically like, I need to figure this stuff out. 
And and, and so all of a sudden, viewership just skyrocketed. And, and one of my favorite examples, uh, so Microsoft Teams, kind of your, your uh, I guess, the workplace collaboration app, kind of similar mm-hmm. to Discord. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, usage skyrocketed. And you had teachers saying, well, how can I keep track of attendance in my classes? Uh, and so I was like, oh, that's a good question. Let me pull together a video showing how you do that. Uh, and... And of course, like the students didn't like that video quite as much because now their teachers yeah. know how to how to take attendance. Yeah. Uh, but like those types of questions, and it just kind of skyrocketed. And you know, it, my the job I had at Microsoft was really impactful. I'm working on these features that are you know helping people's jobs become easier and helping people with their workflows. But then you know, on the other side, here I had these YouTube videos going out, and it got to the point where I had millions of people watching a month. Uh, and you're helping millions of people solve these problems and do these tasks. Uh, and it got to the point where it's like, I, I think I'm having a bigger impact on the YouTube side than I am at Microsoft. Wow. Um, and when I when I kind of looked at it, you know, when I when I looked at the landscape on YouTube, it's like there were so many topics. Like as my list started building, as, as people asked for more and more things, it, it just felt like this big opportunity where this content just didn't exist on YouTube. Um, yeah. and, and I think with this whole transition to online, I think there's also been a shift in how people learn where previously, uh, you know, you would, I think, read content or maybe you'd read a book with guidance of, you know, how you do something. Like I think of how I learned in the past and that's very much how I did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now as I learn things, I find myself going more and more to YouTube and you look up some topic uh, and not only do you have the person explaining it, but then you also have the visuals that go along with it. Uh, So it felt like, wow, you know, this YouTube thing was really growing. Uh, and also the way people learn is really transforming or changing. Uh, and it just felt like this is the time to kind of make that jump from, you know, a traditional full-time job to making videos full-time. And, and that was kind of the, that, that's what led to that shift. Yeah, man. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty, pretty wild. I mean, going from being in Microsoft and, you know, working on all of these programs that people use every day, you know, everybody's used Microsoft Word, everybody's familiar with, with that. But, you know, like, I know enough to write something with it, but I'm not like an expert at Microsoft Word or anything. If I ever need to, you know, even do something like, oh, well, how do I like split a page without just hitting return a bunch? You know, sometimes I'll like look it up, right? And so being that resource that apparently Microsoft couldn't provide necessarily by itself, right? Being that resource for people and having that grow beyond your current position and into like, wow, I'm actually like this huge resource for this software that I know like the back of my hand because, you know, it's been your job for forever or whatever. Um, That's that's just wild that that's the kind of path that it took. Cause it's not like you sat down one day and you're like, all right, what kind of YouTube video should I make? Uh, what do people like? I don't know. You know, cause I feel like that's, that's the direction that a lot of people who, you know, quote, want to be a YouTuber go. And so it was a lot more natural for you. Yeah. I think the, um, and I, I think the reason my channel has done well is you have all of these people who have needs. And I, I love your example with Word where you, you hit the enter key to basically get to the next page. And when you actually dig into, you know, I, I'll give another example with page numbers in Word. Like it turns out, like you think like, okay, you put a page number in the bottom right-hand corner, like pretty, pretty basic, right? But then like, how do you put a page number say in the center, but then every other page? 
or you know on the on the left page the page number is on the left side and on the right page the page number is on the right side yeah. and oh but i don't want a page number for the intro page so i want to skip that page and like when you actually dig into it there's quite a bit of complexity to a lot of these features yeah um, and when I, when I worked at Microsoft, you know, as we designed these different features, you would have what's called a spec or a feature specification that basically walks through how it works. Uh, and, and so the way I think of my YouTube videos is it's almost like a video version of the specification of how this feature works. Wow. Um, and what I think is, I, I think the reason the channel has grown is, you know, you have people who have these problems like, okay, well, how do I do page numbers or how do I track attendance or how, like you have these questions where you have some need, you need to solve some problem. Uh, and then the approach I take is my video needs to solve some problem that people are having. Mm. Um, and if, if my video solves a problem that someone has, you probably have a lot of other people who have that same problem and they also need to solve it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's based on kind of what are people's needs. And, and I think it's like, when I think of making a YouTube video it's very much like building a product. Because when you build a product and you're trying to figure out what features do you want in this product? So, you know, you think of DaVinci Resolve, like what, what next features should we release in this product? Mm-hmm. What do you do is you look at, well, what are your, what are your users' needs? And, and kind of what are they asking for? What are these production studios? What do they need? Uh, and, and, or what are their pain points? Like, what are they doing today that's hard? Like one of my favorite examples, that I, you've done a video on this, is uh, rotoscoping, right? So you want to you want to highlight a person as they're moving. Like mm-hmm. man, like doing that previously was such an incredibly difficult task. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, so you kind of understand how people use this product, and you're like, wow, people are spending a lot of time doing that task. And and so you come up with this AI feature with the the magic mask, where you could just you know highlight a person's body, and all of a sudden it selects their whole figure, their face, their body. Uh, and it captures the movement as it goes along, and, and that pr- that task of rotoscoping that you previously did, now you could just do it in, in basically just you know a mouse swipe, and uh, mm-hmm. so like you know you have this list of what are these needs, what do people want, and, and so just like you build those into a product, I think of a video as the same way. Like what are people's needs? What do they what do they need help with? And then the video, in a sense, is like a product or a feature that solves that need. So you're putting out these videos, and um, like. I imagine the first few, you're like, yeah, this is this is exactly how I should make it, right? How did how did your process kind of evolve over time? You know, because I I'm sure that you probably didn't get it right the first time and like made the world's greatest video the first time. So like, what's that kind of uh, what? How does that process work for you? Yeah, uh, when I, I I think on that point, uh, one of the fun things you can do with just about any YouTube channel is you go back on their on their channel page, you click on the videos tab, and you go all the way to the bottom of the list. They used to have a button where you could see oldest to newest, and I think they removed that, but you could, all, you could still scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, and you could see your earliest videos. And one of the things I think is fun is to see where creators started from and where mm-hmm. they are today. Uh, because you see, and I, I think what's so motivating and encouraging is when you watch people's earlier videos, and even when I watch my own videos, <laughs> it's amazing I got any views on some of those videos. Like you look at that and it's like, wow, like that, I, I think one of my first videos and I, actually one of my most successful ones too was how do you get Office for free? Um, and it, it's a legit like legal way of doing it. You use the, the web apps. Um, but I look at that video and like Casey, you, you would probably cringe, cringe if you watched it. You'd, you'd, be, you'd be like, this guy does not watch my channel if, if he's putting out videos like this. <laughs> but the, uh, like the, the lighting was completely off. I think it was like too dim. The audio was really poor. The, 
you know, my my talk track wasn't that good. I think I was saying um and ah all the time. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting is the content was good, and 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 I think people tuned in because the content was there. And and I think the first thing I learned is that you know before you know the filming quality or before you know the lighting or before the editing the number one most important thing is the content. And that, that was one mm-hmm. of the first lessons I learned where it's like, you need to have solid content before anything else. Um, yes. And then I very quickly learned from comments. Like what's interesting is as you put videos out, um, I think of it as an experiment. You're putting a video out and you're learning from every single video. Um, and when I put out some of my early videos, I got feedback from people saying like, man, like I, <laughs> this is a really funny story. I, I, I had Rode send me the, the video mic um, to review and preview. They sent me that microphone. And so I do a review on it. And it was in this room that I'm sitting in right now, but I had, I had no sound panels. I didn't have a rug on the floor. So it was this, mm-hmm. this room where the sound just echoed around. And so I'm doing this microphone review, testing out the quality. And as I, and then I upload it to YouTube and everyone's like, you're reviewing a microphone, but we hear so much echo in your room. Like, do you not know anything about microphones? Wow, yeah. And, 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 and like, I read those comments. It's like, you know, it's like, oh shoot, like I, I need to learn more about sound. And so then I went down this deep, deep rabbit hole of learning everything I could about sound and, and how you make sure that you have good sound quality and, you know, how to make sure that your environment is conducive to recording sound and, uh, you know, making sure that my microphone is positioned in the right place. And, and so all these other things. Um, but what was interesting is like, I got feedback from the comments with people telling me like, hey, your sound's not that good, or I hear echo. Or I think another favorite one is someone's like, oh, I hear an S as you're speaking. Like I, I hear um, a lot of S's. Um, and so then that got me going down the path of like, oh, well, maybe I, maybe I need to use a de-esser. Uh, and then some people are like, oh, like your, your sound quality is pretty good, but I, I hear this like slight fan noise in the background. And it turned yeah. out I had my, my computer in my room and, uh, you know, the fan was running and, and the microphone picked that up. And it's like, okay, well, let me see. Maybe I move my computer outside of the room. And so I bought long cables to move my uh, computer outside of the room. Um, but it's every single video, you get a little piece of feedback or an, a little nugget of value where you, mm-hmm. you learn a little bit more uh, and then you go improve based on, you know, what you heard. Uh, and now the, the really satisfying thing is like, so going back to the sound, you know, I have a lot of people who are like, oh man, like how do you get your sound to be that good? Yeah, and, wow. and it's basically like this compilation of all these things I've learned over all these different videos. And, and they like each little improvement adds up and you know, as you make all these changes, like as you go, like, you know, a few hundred videos in, it gets pretty good. And, and yeah. you kind of, you, you nail this flow that works really well. And like, even like, not even just the sound, but I look back at like my intros and, and how do you hook someone to continue watching a video? And, you know, over time you learn like, okay, I don't think people want to, they don't want to see an intro. They don't want some logo flying on the screen. So mm-hmm. let's cut that. And then like, oh, like I, I had this long talk track and I lost, you know, 60% of my viewership. People don't want that. So let me cut that. And, and you just start to learn like what works, what doesn't work. And you, you keep implementing these things you're learning and eventually you get to a really good product. Yeah, man. I think that that whole process, I mean, you, you can't skip that process when it comes to improving and making better media, right? You just can't skip it because you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, it's, you, there, there isn't a way to just start out perfect, right? You have to start out um, imperfect. You have to start out and probably just doing things play, flat out wrong, you know? Um, and I think that's something that holds people back sometimes. Would you, would you say like that is, that's something that is in the way of people being creative? I, and I think uh, like, 
I, I see a lot of people, and I, I even have a lot of friends. Like I, I'm a big believer. Like I love YouTube. I love making videos. So I, of course, I, I talk to a lot of my friends and family, and I'm like, oh, you should, you should work on some YouTube videos. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people pull together a video on on some topic. And um, I, I think like one, like some of the things I've seen or what holds people back. Like a lot of times, people will make content on perhaps what they're passionate about, but not as many other people are passionate about. Um, but then also, like, even if you have a really good topic and something that might interest a lot of other people, like, you still have to go through that learning. So maybe your sound's not that good to begin with, or maybe the the filming isn't that good to begin with, or maybe the content could be refined a little bit. Um, and I, I think the one thing that got me, got my channel to where it is today is, you know, I, I didn't just stop when, uh, you know, things didn't take off right away. Like, I, I'd upload a video. Like, I, I think some of my early videos... Like I got excited when I got a hundred views. I was like, oh my God, like a hundred people watched this thing that I pulled together. And that yeah. that encouraged me to go. Like I didn't I didn't think like, oh, I, I didn't get a hundred thousand views on this video. I'm just gonna give up. Like to me, like each view was, you know, one person watched it. And it's like, man, like that's one person who you connected with and touched. And so to me, like that was encouraging where it's like, wow, like you just you showed this feature to a hundred people who didn't previously know it, and now you've helped them get better at it. And I, I think like the key is like, don't don't look at kind of the biggest people in the space and say, oh, well, I, I didn't reach the level of their success right off the first video. I, I think the thing to remember is that it's a journey to get there and to enjoy that journey mm -hmm. uh, and, and to celebrate even those small little wins. Like when I had a video that got to a thousand views, I was like, man, I, you know, I got into the thousands and, and I was just so pumped about that. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think like my wife was like, what is he doing? Like, this is <laughs> like, what it... You know, he, he made enough money on YouTube to, to basically buy like a, a pack of gum. Like, what is he doing yeah, yeah. with his time? But uh, I, I guess it motivated me. And I that's like seeing that, like, though. that's, that's yeah. not, nothing to. <laughs> I, I think just like seeing that incremental growth just encouraged me and, and kind of, in, yeah, just encouraged me to keep going. And I, I would say, like, as you're, as you're creating, just look at those like little wins and look at those little improvements. I think if you're, if you're improving one thing in every video, like, just imagine what it's going to look like after 100 videos. It's going to be oh, yeah. pretty darn good. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I think, such a great point of, you know, it's it's a 1% better 100 times. You get, you're twice as good as you were. You know, you're 100% you're better. And I think we're afraid of that, that time and effort it takes to grow sometimes. And I don't know, like, I've seen people start a YouTube channel and be like, well, you know, I put out three videos and nobody watched them. Like I have like 12 views on one of them. And that's because my mom watched it 10 times <laughs> and maybe there was somebody random, you know, and then they'll kind of give up after that. And that really sucks because it's like, man, these are obviously things that you want to do and, um, not being able to like, not feeling like people are into it. And, or feeling like it's good enough uh, just because of the views or because, I don't know, it didn't take off how you expected it to. Uh, it's it's sad, man. It's sad because people don't actually, you know, this, this show is called Dream Crusher. You know, they don't actually go after their dream of, you know, being a YouTuber. I mean, I, I fantasized about being a YouTuber ever since YouTube was around, right? Uh, of being somebody who their main thing was to make YouTube videos. And it would, it, it was really frustrating because I'd make a video and nobody'd watch it. And I go, well, I, I guess this just isn't for me. I guess I just suck at this, but like completely ignoring the fact that these things take time 
And it's not only that, but like experimentation, right? Because uh, again, you might be super passionate about something and you put out a video about it and it could either be the wrong, the thing that other people don't really care about, or it's just presented weird or the timing's off or, you know, it's not this time in history that people are going to be about that. You know, there's all these different factors that aren't, you suck. <laughs> they are external to that. And the only way to get over that and to improve on that is to start experimenting. So how would you say you've experimented with your content over the years? Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, like, when I, uh, when I look back at old videos, I, I remember at the time when I uploaded them, uh, and, and they didn't take off. It's like, oh, why aren't more people watching? This is such an amazing video. And now, um, the benefit of hindsight, I look back at some of those videos and it's like, well, of course they didn't do that well. <laughs> like, mm. you know, this could have been improved or that could have been improved or that could have been done differently. And so I, I think just always kind of looking at things with this, um, I, I, I'd almost, uh, Microsoft uses this, uh, this term a lot, but a growth mindset where, mm. you know, you're willing to look at something and, and like be open to, hey, I could do this differently or I can improve that and, and kind of that, you know, that learning mindset where you're always looking at ways you can make something better. I think that's important. Um, and to your question, like with, with experimentation, I, I think it's just try different things and kind of see what resonates and what doesn't resonate. Um, one thing that I, I kind of love, like now on YouTube, um, when I, when I upload a video, it, it tends to, you know, do well just because you have a big subscriber base. It's going to send out a notification to your audience. Um, but now you have things like shorts on, you know, uh, TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. Uh, and like, I, I had no presence on Instagram like back in September. So just a few months back, like no one at all. And, and it was kind of fun because it, it brought me back to what it was like when I first started on YouTube. It's like, man, like I have no one following me. So if you put a video up, it's not going to go out to your followers and, you know, you'll yeah. get some initial traction that way. It's basically you're starting from scratch. And to me, like that, that was kind of fun where it's like I it's almost that challenge of, you know, being new again and, and trying to figure out what works, what resonates and what does your audience respond to. Uh, and, and so like in a sense, that's been that's been like a, a flashback in time. Uh, and it's been fun because like what works on like YouTube for a long form video doesn't necessarily work for a short video, mm. and and so this has given me kind of the opportunity again to be like okay well let's let's see how to produce educational content in a in kind of a short form video, um, and when I when I think of experimentation I you know I put a few videos up where it was basically like one tip in in just like a minute that I could explain quickly but I, I still had like my little intro and I you know then I walk through the feature and just kind of completely fell flat and, and they didn't mm. work at all. And it's like, okay, well, that's good to know. And like, I, I guess like the way to think of that is like, it's not a failure, it's more just, you've now experimented, you've tried one thing and I learned that, you know, that you know specific approach I took didn't quite work. And so yes. then I was like, okay, well, let me, let me try something else. Let me, uh, so I, I took my, uh, took, uh, took an attempt at making like more humorous videos. I'm like, well, maybe people want to see something funny on Instagram and so I, you know, pulled together a short that, you know, I thought was funny, probably wasn't that funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I put that up and like, it, it did a little bit better, but still didn't quite do it. And um, so then I, I started watching a whole bunch of other people's shorts to be like, well, you know, what are they doing? What seems to work well? And and, and so you you watch what other people are doing, you kind of learn like a, a little thing here, a little thing there. Uh, and then you, you kind of, and then you experiment with some of those things uh, to see what works well. Uh, at least what I found with shorts, uh, it, it seems like people like, kind of faster paced, like show me some value quickly uh, and, and do it in kind of a very engaging way mm -hmm. um, where I, I get like maximum value in a short amount of time. 
Uh, and, and so it's kind of, uh, and I'm still learning, like I, I'm still learning what works well there. And, and so each, uh, each video, I, I kind of experiment with one more thing and uh, hopefully it follows that same path as YouTube where, you know, each video is 1% better. And so over, you know, 100 or 200 shorts, eventually uh, it's a really good product. Yeah, man. Well, that's, that's really, that's really exciting. I mean, I, I definitely feel kind of the same way. It's like, you know, if we, if I put out something on YouTube, like chances are people are going to watch it. It's going to be good, at least on my main channel, you know, but it's like, how do I, how would I do that? The same kind of value, but in short form, you know, or even, I mean, on a podcast or like on a vlog, you know, like all these kind of different things. And it it really is kind of going back to the drawing board. Cause I think what's encouraging is, um, you know, there, there's sort of this cliche of like, you're the only you, right. But like, it's true. You, nobody has done exactly what you're doing before. And especially now that the, the world has all social media and, you know, all this new stuff that's like pretty new as far as history goes. And so some of this is kind of trailblazing, man. It's like, well, how do I do educational content for tech, you know, techie kind of programs in a short form on this thing called TikTok. You know, (laughs) all of those things have only come together in the last, you know, like year or two years, you know, like there's no, there's no guide to that. Like you're kind of going, going at it, experimenting. And I think jumping in uh, and being brave and just saying like, I'm going to try this and see if it works. I think that's, that's a really, it's, it's essential. I mean, you have, that's how you do it. Yeah. It, it takes me back to uh, when I worked at Microsoft, like one, one of the things I really valued is um, there was this big focus on experimentation and, and being willing to try things. And if it doesn't work, um, that's a learning that you can now apply to the next iteration of the experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, like j- just as an example, like you, you, uh, let's say you move a button around or you change the design like are are you getting more people now to complete some task or not? And and sometimes it was the case that you know not as many people did it anymore. And it's like okay, that like just as an example. Um, so I, I worked on a product called Office.com, and we said, oh, well, it'd be neat if you could offer a filter where you could filter your documents. And so we tested that out, but it turned out no one knew it was a filter, no one clicked on it. And it's like, well, maybe like, that's not the best way to do it, but it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. It just means we should try that in some other way. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that same applies for videos where it's like, you know, each video is an experiment and you could try different things. You could see what resonates, what doesn't resonate. Um, and, and that's, that's the only way you're going to continue improving if you, if you kind of keep experimenting and you keep trying different things. And the one thing I always think of is like, if, if you upload a video and for whatever reason, it doesn't do quite as well, like maybe you try a different format. Um, I did a, uh, like an interview video on my channel. Um, and, uh, the, the sound quality of the interviewee wasn't quite as good. And, and so the video just didn't perform as well. And, but then like looking at that, it's like, okay, well, I need to make sure that the sound quality is better. I need to make sure this and that. And, and so when you, when you do the next interview, it's like, well, you'll know what to improve on that next one. Um, so yes. that's uh, like, I, I think that's just so crucial, just being open to always learn and continue experimenting and, and kind of picking up new things you could do. Yeah. It's wonderful. Ah, so, such good, such good advice. And I, I think I'd, I think I'd get bored if, uh, if I wasn't continuing to learn, like if you're just doing the same thing every time, it's like, that, it's not as fun. It's, uh, it's more fun and exciting when you're, you know, trying out new things and, and seeing how people respond to that. Yeah, man. I mean, living a little bit out of your comfort zone makes things interesting. You know, if you're doing the same thing every day, it's like, well, 
where is this spice, you know? Yeah, and I, I think Casey, like on your side too, like I, I see a, a similar evolution. Like you like you started with your, you know, you had your YouTube videos and then, you know, now you have courses and I like you have some short films and then you also like recently had this Resolve Con where now you're mm-hmm. bringing people together in person. And, and, and so it's almost this like evolution and growth of, you know, different ways of interacting with people. And uh, so it, yeah. it's kind of neat to see that, you know, developing on your end. So Kevin, before we go, I know people probably probably be wondering what it's like what is it like to have a channel that is sizable like your channel i mean i I, again i think it's like 1.8 million subs at this point and i know subs aren't everything but i know that it's also a little bit of a different ball game when you have that kind of audience um versus you know you're making videos for fun for for 15 people so what would you say like what's the difference that that kind of thing has made in your life? Like what's your life like now and your work life uh, compared to, you know, doing YouTube as kind of like a hobby? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the one of the uh, visible changes, uh, I'll give a quick example, but uh, so I have a Safeway uh, grocery store down the street from where I live. And and so my uh, my son and I always walk over there on the weekend and, you know, we'll, we'll pick up, uh, we'll pick up some food and whatnot. And uh, but recently, uh, we're ready to go. We have everything we need, and, and so we're waiting in the checkout line. And uh, you know, we get up to the checkout counter, and uh, the checker is like, "Oh my gosh, Kevin! Like the Microsoft guy." <laughs> and, and I was like, "I was like, do we do we know each other?" And I was like, "Have we run into each other before?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh!" She's like, "I am so thankful for what you do." And I was like, "Oh," and, and then I, I I was trying to think in my head. I'm like, like, "What? You're welcome." Like, what are we talking about, though? <laughs> I, I was trying to think through my head. I'm like, and, and she's like, oh, I love your videos. And I'm like, oh, nice. And and then I was trying to think through my head. I'm like, what video could, you know, would she have watched? And, oh, and yeah. so then I was like, well, you know, what what video did you watch? And, and then she's like, oh, well, you know, this job here at Safeway is a checker. This is, a, you know, this is a part-time job that I also do, but I'm also an administrative assistant at this healthcare company. And... Mm-hmm. And then she said, my boss recently asked me to pull together a newsletter for our organization. And I, I ended up using a, a product called Sway, which is a, a product made by Microsoft. And uh, it allows you to pull together these like interactive web pages very, very easily. So it's just kind of drag and drop and whatnot mm-hmm. and type in your text. Uh, but she watched that video and, uh, and and she learned how to do it. And then she's like, oh yeah, like this got me to you know build this thing. And um, and, and thanks to you, I was able to do that. And wow. so I, I think like one of the big things that's changed so is, cool. you know, you, you walk around and, you know, periodically you'll run into people who've watched some of your content and you've impacted them in some way. Um, so this, this, so I started talking to her more. Her name was uh, Sonia. And she's like, oh, yeah, at my job now, the expectation to, you know, be an expert in, in IT has gone up, right? Like your, your manager asks you to do something and there's just this expectation that you'll figure it out. Uh, and I think she said, like, even her manager just watches YouTube videos. So he's like, oh, just go on YouTube and figure it out. Uh, wow. and, and so you have all these people now who are going to YouTube to learn and, and kind of gain some skills and learn some content. Um, and that's how she stumbled upon my videos. And, and I think now, like, she's gone in and she's learned about, you know, pivot tables and how to do all this other stuff to help her at her job. And so she was just telling me about, you know, how much this stuff, different stuff has helped. Um, so when I when I think of my day to day life, it's like one of the big differences when I when I worked at Microsoft, you go out and about, and you don't have people coming up to you saying like, oh, thanks for that feature you put into Word. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't you don't get that, but here you have like you you see like real people coming up to you saying like, hey, like 
this video you pulled together helped me and you made my job easier and you made me look good in front of my boss thanks to you. Wow. And like that, that is just such a satisfying feeling to, yeah, to have man, people like stuff. appreciate what you worked on. And um, I think that's, that's like one of the, that, that's one of the things I, like, I just feel honored to be able to, you know, help people in that way and to make their job easier and to help them at work. And um, so that, that is just awesome. Just going out and about and, and running into people like that. Um, I think also just uh, like being a YouTuber, it's funny because I, I was recently uh, chatting with a, with an old uh, coworker of mine um, who has young kids. And he's like, man, like you're, you're living the dream. You know, mm -hmm. my, my kids, like their dream profession is being a YouTuber. And, and I yeah. think in fact, the, like the number, like, I, I guess we're living the dream Casey, but the, uh, like the most sought after job is being a YouTuber. Um, wow. but it, it was funny because I was describing the job to him and I said, oh, well, you know, I, I, I have this big backlog of all these video ideas and then I do research and ideation on these different topics and I write scripts and then I film and then I edit and like as I was walking through like what it's like to be a YouTuber, he's like, "Man, this this sounds like a, a full time job." And, <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, it is and actual was, work. Yeah, he was telling me he's like, "Yeah, I, I think when my son says he wants to be a YouTuber, I think he more just wants like the glamorous side of things, where you're you yeah. know going out, and you're getting views, you're you know doing these fun things." Uh, but it, it truly is um, like I, I, when I think of my job at Microsoft versus my job on YouTube. Like I think I'm probably working more and even harder than I was at Microsoft. Um, like it's it's truly like you have to love it to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think for me, like just getting that feedback from people of how much it helps them, like that drives me to do it even more. Like that that's why like on a Saturday night, once my kids go to bed, it's like oh I want to start like ideating on my next video or I want to start editing this next video um, because to me it's just it's it's just a blast doing that and I like just that learning, like learning things and making things better. Like I, I just love doing that. Um, and, and so that kind of drives me to do it. But yeah, it's, it's truly a, a full-time job that's kind of, uh, I guess, all consuming. Like even when I'm going to bed at night, I'm like kind of in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, what, what is a good way to structure that intro to you know, make, it, make it more engaging and to make it resonate yeah. with people more. So it's, it's almost like your mind is always going, like how can I improve? How can I change? And um, so that, that's, that's kind of what it's like, I, I guess, being a, being a full-time YouTuber. Yeah, man. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a great point. I mean, that even, even something that's really cool that you were excited about, you know, it, it is a lot of work and the, the difference is that, you know, you enjoy it, you enjoy it, but I mean, there's still, there's still work and there's still days you get up and you don't really want to do it. You know, there's still days that are difficult, but, um, man. That's uh, that's really cool. So, I mean, what kind of advice would you have for somebody who's just starting out on YouTube or just starting out on stream or, or whatever they they're wanting to make? They're just starting to try and make something. Uh, what kind of advice would you would you give somebody like that? Yeah, I I would say uh, start getting content out and and start that. Like the quicker you start that learning journey, the the farther along you'll get. Uh, and, and so I think to my earlier point, like when I first started and I look back at some of my earlier videos, like I, I am like, I look back at them and I, I cringe somewhat. It's like, wow, that, that's, that's what I put out there. Um, but you're going to learn and you're going to, you're going to experiment and you'll get better and better. And over time, the videos will be performing better and better. And, and so like your, your first video, you probably won't get any views or maybe you'll, you know, like, I think like you were saying earlier, you know, your mom and, and maybe your family will watch it and, and they'll probably say it's the best video they've ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, but listen, I, I think the important thing is to listen to the feedback from people who, you know, don't have a personal relationship with you, people who will give you like, 
I, I guess kind of the almost like the true or the the kind of almost harsh feedback at times. Um, but yeah. I, I think like every every piece of feedback, the way I always think of it, is a gift, and uh, just take that feedback and improve based on that. But I, I think the like start that journey, start uploading content, and then you're going to get better and better over time. Um, I, I think also one one piece of feedback is like make content on things that people value or that contributes back to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if let's say you're doing Minecraft videos, like, you know, how show, show people how to do things in Minecraft or how to, how to get better at something. And, um, I, I think that will resonate. So not necessarily things that, you know, ideally you find something that both you're passionate about and that other people care about. And that's kind of this mm-hmm. winning combination. If you could find something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, that's where it's actually going to work, you know, cause if you're doing something just for other people, you're going to burn out eventually. If you're doing it something that nobody cares about, well, you can do it for you, but you're not necessarily going to get people watching it, which, you know, I would think would be part of the goal. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, the intersection of those two. And I, I, like, I think with you, Casey, like you're obviously very interested in video editing. And I, I think like when we talked previously, you told me how, like, I, I think when you were in high school, like you were just so intrigued by video editing that you would just go in and experiment with all the different settings and all the different dials. Um mm-hmm. And then also this uh, like interest in teaching others and, and being able to kind of help unblock them and, and kind of bring their projects and visions to life. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like that teaching aspect, but then also having this genuine interest in video editing yourself. And it's that intersection that I think really makes it successful. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think like the, yeah, it basically like get started and then figure out like, what is that passion you have? And then what is like, how could that help other people as well? Exactly. Ugh, so good, man. So good. Well, hey, Kevin, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today, man. I really appreciate it. Um, what I like to do at the end of uh, every every podcast is to have an awkward outro. So um, if you could go ahead and take that away, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, make sure to give us a review on your podcast platform of choice. This podcast is brought to you by groundcontrol.film. If you're looking to learn post-production in DaVinci Resolve, there's no better place online to get some structured professional training. We break down advanced editing and effects concepts into simple ideas so that you can create amazing things. Plus, if you use the code DREAMCRUSHER at checkout, you'll get 10% off anything in the store. Check out our courses now at groundcontrol.film.